Well, like most times, uh, this anime came to us as I saw posts of a potential waifu on the horizon. Glasses, dark hair, and wielding a big-ass sledgehammer? Uh, we'll take it. Summertime rendering a death loop anime that uh, revolves around a murder mystery on this island. It is uh, a show that we were waiting for, and finally, out of Disney jail, we were able to watch it on Hulu. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing if it was worth the wait, our thoughts on the show in general, and just trying to get through it as me and Danielle, as you could probably hear it in my voice, a little under the weather this time. So let's just see how this thing goes. the I Married a Wee podcast. It's your favorite anime podcast uh, that loves time loops. I didn't realize how much I like this genre, uh, but add a little bit of thriller, suspense, kind of what the heck is going on, uh, and you get today's show. Hi, are you new here? Welcome. My name is Tom, the resident weeb of the household. I swindled a chick in college into marrying me, and now she sits across the way from me. Hey, what's your name? I'm Danielle. Oh, we love her a lot. I dare say, probably the favorite host of the show. I'm a little biased there. Um, yeah. And if you're, if you're new here, you should check us out on Instagram. If you, you know, do that thing, that's I married weep pod on Instagram, uh, two posts a week because we have two episodes a week, Monday and Thursday. Make sure to keep your keepers peeped for that. Uh, and that's what Instagram's for. It's a little reminder for you as we will post what episode we're doing. Yeah. Okay. We get it. Yeah. But another thing to check out is the link tree link on that Instagram. And that is where you'll find our discord uh, how fun, right? Having a Discord. Well, it's where we make friends on the internet and we talk about anime shows. We roll for waifus. We post pictures that would make cool phone backgrounds. Um, you know, we do a bunch of stuff in there and we actually, over this past weekend, did something fun as uh, several of us got together and played some Super Smash Brothers, which was very fun. Uh, so thanks all who came out for that. Uh, good times, good people. And if you're not on Instagram, you could find a link to that Discord in the description of this podcast episode. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, are you not new here? Hey, what's up? Can't believe you're back for another episode, and I appreciate it. I must sound, and you guys will actually know how bad I sound. Some people might, if this is your first episode, you're like, oh yeah, I don't know. He's just got a weird voice. No, it's weird, but then it's like extra weird right now. So. We got that cold sickness. We do, but you, you see, you're playing a chill though. You sound good. Oh, thank you. My yeah. nose is pretty stuffed. I'm surprised I don't sound worse off. Yeah, that's all right. Normally, I'm all right during a cold because I'm so nasally. I must not <laughs> use my my nose often, so I'll have a cold. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, they sound the same, but not today. I've been coughing like a beast. Into my arm, relax. I'm not one of, <laughs> not one of those public people who just let it rip. <laughs> oh, I can't stand those people. Um, how's, how's, uh, how was the weekend for you otherwise? It was all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, been just volleyballing the sickness back and forth. Yeah, uh, it's so. fun. It's real fun. I, <laughs> I don't, I can't, I, I still don't know if mine is lingering of the cold that I had last week or if this is, you know, as people on the internet have, have uh, said to me a pregnancy thing. So I know congestion and stuff like that, which is what I have, the head congestion and the boogery is a pregnancy symptom. Interesting. So these not, kids, not sure. These kids are coming after you before they're even born. Look at that. <laughs> Little baby's already lit, making its mark here. Uh, yeah, just very happy that Faye's over the hill on the sickness, though. Because oh, I'd, yeah. I'd rather me be sick 
then I have to deal with her being sick. So yeah. we'll, we'll take that any day of the week. Well, now I know why she would cry and whine when I would wipe her boogers, my nose, and I would use wet so wipes. So raw. Yeah, I would at least use wet wipes on her nose so it's at least a little softer and you got a little bit of that wet. I'm just using plain old tissue. Oh. My nose is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine what her little baby nose. All right, and she can't communicate it. it. So yeah. we're just sitting here going, would you quit it? <laughs> quit crying. She's like, Yuck, yeah. And then she's in there probably say we, she's been talking a little bit because she doesn't want to just lay down and go to sleep. So yeah. you at least get her in a state where she's just talking to herself in there. Well, at least I thought she was talking to herself. No, it looks like she was putting an incantation on us. <laughs> and I took the brunt of it. I'll tell you that much. Oh. Ay, ay, ay. Taking the brunt of it, speaking of which, a little bit of anime news, which all we ever talk about is the Super Mario Brothers movie, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's estimated that it uh, hit the 1 billion global mark. So it makes it the number 10 biggest ever worldwide animated film opening. Wow. Supposedly. I mean, that's what the words on the internet say. Supposedly. <laughs> For now. For now. We'll <laughs> see. But uh, other than that, no, I think every, there's not too much anime news uh, that I can really go into because I think most people are just busy trying to keep up with the vast amount of shows uh, for spring. I'm very happy to hear that people are enjoying as many shows as they are. Mm-hmm. Dr. Stone, I'm hearing, is off to a great start and that it's getting back to its roots. You know, we talked to our buddy Michael, and uh, he was saying that, you know, there was a little bit of lacklusterness with season two because it was getting away from that, like, original formula of, like, you're learning a bit, and you get, like, that episodic progression towards an end goal. It's it's just lovely. And speaking of lovely, we can get into the show that is the title of this episode, finally. And, and we just finished it today. It gave us a little bit of a surprise. We thought this was a 24-episode show. Psych, baby. It's 25 episodes. So we were like, I'm like, it's coming to the end of 24. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's going to end. Next episode playing in five seconds. I looked at Daniel. I'm like, oh, it's a late night tonight. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to, we're going to be talking for a little bit. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was definitely needed that last episode. It it was great. Put a nice little bow on it. Yeah. A little cherry on top. Very much enjoyed it. And a good wrap up to a good show. Uh, Yeah. So those of you not in the know. We'll go ahead and talk about the premise. Uh, if it sounds up your alley, go ahead and pause this puppy. Go take a little gander at this bad boy. You can find it on Hulu or other sites. I mean, or somewhere else is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, and uh, if you feel so inclined, come on back. And then we're going to be talking spoilers after that. Now, since the death of his parents, uh, Shinpei has lived with a another family, the Kofune family. Uh, and their two daughters, Mio and Ushio. Ushio. Um, he left the homeland to go pursue education in Tokyo, but then he returns as Ushio tragically drowns during an attempt to res- rescue a little girl on the island. During the funeral, his best friend informs him that the bruises around her neck uh, don't really align with what they're being told. Bingo, there's your mystery. Now, with a uh, sus- suspected murder occurring, Shinpei is going to reevaluate what's going on, kind of look into some strange events, and where this might be the one somewhat spoily thing is, is we get a little bit supernatural as we find out that he's able to actually loop in time, and that's all you're going to get as far as uh, the main plot. Did I 
It pretty much hit it all. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think him being able to time loop is a uh, too much of a spoiler since the theme or the genre is time travel. So, so oh, yeah, someone's got to be able to. <laughs> we did say that earlier, too. So, yeah. yeah okay. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, yeah, if that's up your alley, check it out. I, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's worth the watch. The ending. Uh, ooh, I don't want to scare you away from it. The ending might not be for everyone. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah. would agree. Yeah. It was definitely not the ending I was expecting. It's um certainly it was better than I like a better outcome than I was expecting, I should say. Yeah, it's got a very bleak tone. Um, a lot of dark imagery, obviously, and just some kind of cool stuff going on. Very aesthetically pleasing show and something that, you know, and we, we watch shows a lot that that give us this reaction, but. A lot of the episodes, when we'd finish an episode, we'd get our typical cliffhanger. Me and Danielle would look at each other and go, such a good show. And that's yeah. what it is. As far as a ride is concerned, this show is great. Yes. I, and unfortunately, we are a basically a year past when this came out. This aired last April, like yeah. mid-April. Yeah. So sad it took us this long to get here. But I joked with Tom... This might not have come out this year, but this is going to be, I think, one of our, out of everything that we may watch from now until the end of the year, I think this is going to be one that is going to be one of our favorites. I, and you know what, I, I don't know if. I'm not going to say the favorite, but I'm going to say gonna at least them. top three. Of I can new agree shows. because even if it's not the most top tier of shows, we're getting enough things that bend the genre a bit and as far as it goes i like me a show like this that keeps me guessing this show at certain points i'm like i don't know what could possibly what is going on and some of that might be that like there was a lot of name throwing around it's certainly in the middle area and i'm like who are they even talking about why am I like, <laughs> um, yeah. and i'm sure there's things we missed but as far as uh I couldn't believe how many plot twists they would throw into it. Sure. And not have it spiral into like a plot hell where it's like, yeah. wait, this doesn't make sense and that. Exactly. There, there are a couple things that I question, but I am glad. And I thought about this earlier because I hadn't checked, but that this is ranked on Mal, take it as you will, 8.52. Oh, and sure. I was like, this has to be at least an 8.5. And it is. It made my. I'm glad that people are liking it as much as we are. It's not one-sided. Yeah, it's not like this got a 6.2 or something <laughs> like that. But again, male rankings, who gives a crap, right? Yeah. But what I will say, very impressive is this thing is, as far as the rank goes on Mal, it has got the Master Chief ranking of 117. Not oh, too bad. Nice. And top 500 in popularity. Um, certainly, certainly. Not disappointed one iota over uh, Hizuru Minakata. The reason I actually wanted to pick this show up. Yep. She is top tier. Yeah. Bingo, bingo. Hammer mommy. Hammer mommy delivered. Yeah. Because, well, I thought, yeah, this show might be lame. We just like her aesthetic. No, no. Action was cool. Every sequence she was in, badass. Just negative points in the fact that, and again, I already said we're going to be getting into spoilers. When she puts her hair in a ponytail, one of my favorite things 
ever. <laughs> um, she's technically kind of swapping places and lets her brother's soul take over her body. Complex feelings with that <laughs> one. Um, but but big fan of the the character design at Ushio's. All the we like anime eyes. This is a show that's got some very nice, uh, nicely rendered anime eyes. It gives us every type of character archetype. We've got the dits. We've got the younger sister who likes the the older sister's boy toy. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Shiro Lolly God. Uh, we've got the grouchy old man in Nezu. Yeah. We've got kind of the Brock complex where you never actually see them open their eyes until shit gets serious with uh, Tokiko. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and her brother. Is he the stupid one or? So. so yeah. Or he. You said ditzy. So I wasn't sure if he was because he's kind of like made fun I of in the Ushio show. I think is a bit ditzy, but no, oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. so. Hishigata is maybe the main ditz though. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, no, overall core themes, you really can't trust your instincts with this show because it's going to go adverse and it's, it's pretty atypical in the flow of things. A main reason for that being in time loops, we are generally seeing things as the controller of time is the sole person who one remembers what's going on, two is able to control anything. Uh, and three just always has a sense of control. This show's big shtick was, well, it starts like that. Once we really start get the, the wheels are turning, the fact that our antagonists are also on the same page. And then there's certain rules of being able to bring certain things with you and remembering and copying and all this stuff. The multi-layeredness of it was very well done. And led to one of the coolest little like swaps later on in the second half of the show. Yeah. It's, it's great. And uh, between that, we have a bunch of lovable characters. Um, and, and speaking of love, a little quick side tangent. I keep saying speaking of which I, I will slow that down, I promise. <laughs> but with lovable characters, a little side tangent. We did watch Ratatouille with Faye, our daughter, and biggest character swing of all time is the food reviewer in that. Oh, yeah. I love him by the end end of it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I love that guy. Yeah, he's dope. (laughs) This sweet flashback to like, and food can do that. The flashback to when you first had it or if you ate it a lot when you were a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe not always giving you that fun, warm feeling, but more so, oh, I ate that too much and I want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever people. I get more than negative. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever people talk about like in our age bracket. Talking about tequila or Jaeger bombs, oh, there is a certain, uh, <laughs> there's a certain thing. And that's exactly uh, what, <laughs> what I hope to avoid when I have memories of food. <laughs> now, the lovable characters in this, they're all great, except for the one that we know that we should hate, Shide. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. But that's a great villain right there. He looks awesome. I love his four. Does he have four or six eyes? Six uh, eyes. Four. Oh, four. I um, yeah, he he's the wild card of the show. Well, you really, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, because you really you think, you know, because uh, the whole enemy in this show are basically the shadows yeah. and their copies. You can destroy a shadow by harming or injuring their shadow. Which and, was dope. Which was actually yeah, very cool. And such weird, like mini rules of like, yeah. 
if you put three nails into it, then they're stuck in place. Like yeah. One didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. Yeah. Um, but I love the the twists that you get because the story is setting you up like, oh, you can defeat a shadow by destroying its shadow. And then you get to Shide and yep. you can't. And it's like, oh, crap. Well, what the hell is this thing? It takes forever for them to find out. And when you do find out, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then a whole nother plot point that they have to go into and they give you a background story, which I love background story. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I read. I don't know why Mal puts the two not recommended reviews first, because <laughs> this has a lot of recommended reviews, yeah. obviously, but maybe just to keep people humble. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Before we get off of that character. Oh, really yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the voice actor, uh, Katsuyuki Konishi. Okay. He does Tengen from Demon Slayer, our badass dual blade guy from the Entertainment District Arc. Okay. Awesome. And a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of a crossover with the show we love, Blue Lock. He is the long-haired weirdo guy who's always talking about glam. Glam. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, Shinpei is uh, uh, Tanjiro from oh, Demon Slayer. I never made that I, connection. Me neither. And once I saw the picture, I was like, "No shit." <laughs> That's interesting. Who was also in Blue Lock as yes. uh, Nico Iki Nico? Mm-hmm. And wow, he's I didn't also know. the pompous kid from Romantic Killer. The weirdest pivot is the fact that he's Otakawa from Odd Taxi. I saw that. <laughs> and he's 9S. Not that we've been oh, able to we enjoy. Love that. Wow, I didn't realize Tanjiro slapped like that, dude. Yeah. So he, this um, voice actor for Shinpei, I mean, it scrolls. Granted, they do a lot of duplicates. Yeah, sure. Which but, now, come on. Yeah, they need to combine this. Um, oh, he's Kaneki. Oh. oh, from Tokyo Ghoul Re. That might he might not be the oh, Ken okay, Kaneki well. from the just Tokyo Ghoul. Yeesh. Um, but he's got a very long uh list of characters he's done, which oh. is very interesting. Um, yeah, I liked I liked his performance as well. Heck yeah. Last one I'm going to go into because it doesn't want this to be oh, voice actor uh, Monopoly bingo. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know what Monopoly has to do with it. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> Hammer Mommy herself is actually uh, a character you will you will know is. Um, well, maybe you won't because you don't enjoy the show <gasps> from Don Machi is. Oh, Freya. yes. Yes, I saw so, that. Not too shabby. Uh huh. Other than that, just kind of. I'll take Hammer Mommy over Don Machi. Well, yeah, I'll take that any. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But anyway, so you were you were about to get into a point. Sorry. Oh, about the review. Yes. Um, yeah, there was one review that I was reading and I just thought it was so weird. Like, OK, so one of the reviewers problems was breaking the don't show the monster rule. Yeah. I think you kind of have to though in the show. It it doesn't make sense if you don't. Don't show see. the monster only works in a feature length film. Yeah. It, it's not going to work in an episodic format because then what are people sticking around? It works effectively in a one setting kind of an environment of what, you know. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe that person is the kind of person who watched 25 episodes in one setting. While <laughs> shitting in their lazy boy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't tell what kind of a person this is. Yeah. They also 
thought that the action was um, not done well. And I like because they 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 felt like they started to watch a battle shonen instead of like a mystery thriller. What? But like what I don't get is this isn't like the people, the humans in this show are do not have superpowers. They are cognitively yeah. trying to keep up with what is going on with the shadows and the looping and stuff, but none of them have supernatural powers except the shadows. Oh. So the and- only action sequence sequences you're really going to get is if someone's controlled by the shadow or the shadows yeah. are fighting each other. So Which, there wasn't that much. I mean, when it happened, they were great, but no, most of our time is spent trying to understand the rules and what's happening in the understanding. It was very cool too, with the time loop to add in a little, um, kind of little caveat with it. And the fact that every time he has to do a time loop, that the time continues to move forward, giving us a kind of a pressure, which the antagonist then starts to take advantage of. So yeah, no, this, I don't know. I like that format though of going through what the people who don't like the show uh like like about it and then we can kind of those ones if I wish they had a more valid point because those are kind of very baseless claims which is very interesting. I don't know. I mean this review is very long. They also bring up they don't like the characters that there's no uh they're just very generic which I thought we got in a few characters some pretty good development and like change of hearts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't understand that. And then they think that Shinpei is a failed time traveler p- protagonist, which I didn't read the full thing. What does but, that even mean? The guy was um, making plans. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, people are entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I And I, I see this as like me being a human and I'm not. You're I don't, thank heavens. <laughs> I don't think anyone is good as is good at deducing problems on the fly, especially in a situation like this. So I see this show and especially Shinpei, your brain has to like work in overdrive to figure out what's happening. And I think the way that they do it in the show is very humanistic. Like you're like how any normal, especially us as viewers are watching the show. Like we're trying to keep up with the same time as Absolutely. as the characters in the show. So I thought it was I thought it was written and done very well. Yeah, it's pushing a very natural flow where we're learning as the characters are learning the conversations aren't filled with fluff. I mean, sometimes they are. So I did take a little note. Mm-hmm. The f- weird funniest moment from this show for me was he's talking to Shide. Mhm. And then suddenly, like, I think Shide was like, oh, yeah, yeah actually, I've wanted to play the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> it's like, and then, like, they're, they randomly for eight seconds are like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard that's good. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what is going on? Because I agree <laughs> with them. Final Fantasy VII, the remake is phenomenal. But these two are having this weird little a break real from reality. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a fourth wall break. Yeah. Well, no, it was a fourth wall break because now we know that that's established in the same universe as ours. But yeah, I don't know. I thought everyone was done in such a way that it's natural. It's it's uh, twenty five episodes might be a little much. They probably could have. Ah, see, I don't know because we we watched it at a somewhat slow, somewhat medium pace, 
and trying to remember. No, I thought it was very fine. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't there wasn't too much filler. They did not do as normal anime does uh Tokyo Revengers. Yeah. The the like recap. This is what happened the last episode. It got yeah. right into it. Right so into it. they really did not have a lot of I would say extra stuff. Yeah. Going on. It got right into it after the credits. And well, and being able to then also mix in the little bits of romance while not pushing it too much. That was not even remotely the center of it. Obviously, it's the reason that he's so connected to to uh, Ushio. But it's it. Yeah, everything's got a nice pace to it. And on top of that, we have uh, a big thing with me is when we can just have if it, if the season's going to be 24 to 25 episodes. If you can wrap up the entire story in those 24, I'm a happy boy. Because now it's like, that's great. It's I done. don't have to wait for a second season. Yeah. It's a, this is what we love. A 24 episodes or 25, one and done. One I and don't, done I, I hate waiting for a second season, especially if it's a mystery like Tokyo Revengers of some sort. No, yeah, absolutely. No, I, Tokyo Revengers is good, but I am kind of like, okay season two which we gotta get back to watching that yeah now that this is over <laughs> yeah right uh time travel is just gonna be our vibe for the spring apparently but um yeah just i'm already kind of like you know what this progression's too slow i didn't feel that one iota with this show i think every episode at least had one pivotal thing happening not too much they, yeah they didn't dawdle and the romance wasn't based on like oh let's watch them hold hands and sit there awkwardly for five seconds no People get pretty straight to the point. They had a very awesome moment. Not awesome. That's a little bit. Uh, I'm not trying to exaggerate. Mio confessing in that final loop. Oh, sorry. Second to last loop. Um, was just cute. And that and her on the bed going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. And her friend going, hey, you got more strength than me. You just went up there and did it. That was such a real moment. In the absurdity of what is obviously... Um, supernatural and out of the ordinary there is so much real in the show that has got just a great juxtaposition the feelings are there i didn't get overly emotional i didn't get super attached to anything i don't think that this is a show that'll make you cry over anything but uh the connection was enough that you're like oh my gosh i can't believe it and when speaking of which izuru oh my gosh couldn't i was like well this show's lucky it's good because I would be out of here in an instant. They killed her off. Yep. And uh, wasn't ready for that. Yep. But she was back at the end. So that's why I was very happy that there was a 25th episode. Yeah. Um, and that fight when she inevitably dies, I forgot. Don't know why, because we we had at that point seen it three or four times. But Hine and Shide uh -huh. looping because... Uh, you know, Shinpei shoots himself to redo the loop to save someone yeah. or to save yeah. Mio. Um, and redoes the loop. And unfortunately, because the two antagonists also loop and remember what happens, they are able to thwart Hizuru and Ryunosuke from taking over Shide. Uh -huh. And then her inevitably dying, which I'm like, oh, shit. Like if he redoes the loop, their fight is going to be different. But I didn't think about it in the fact that she might not make the same decisions. 
Sure. I forgot that they would remember and be able to fight back effectively, which, ugh. That yeah. was so upsetting. I think because I've totally forgot. <laughs> right, and I think there's a lot going on at a given moment with the show that is used to make sure you don't fully remember that, so that it can shock you. No, very well done. Shinpei has good character development throughout. Someone who, at the initial use of the loops, is gets a little freaked out. He's like, "Oh my gosh, what?" By a couple loops in, though, he's like, "Hey, cut my head off. I, we I, we got to go back." Yep. And at a point, and it was seen in the initial uh, opening of the show, he ends up, which is very cool. They uh, animate it on the beat of him bringing a gun to his head and then With shoots. With the intro song. Yeah. Uh, which, granted, these are cartoons. The resolve to put a gun to your own head. I don't give a shit if I am having a ground do- Groundhog Day moment. Nothing guarantees. Th- th- what if there was a rule only six times? And so he does it and it's like, okay, game over. Yeah. You just did it. Uh, glad they didn't write it that way, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so phenomenal based on a manga as it usually is. And that's back from, uh, when, when, when is that manga? Let's take a little gander. I don't want to just try and say it. So that was 2017 to 2021, uh, 139 chapters, uh, ending in 13 volumes. So. Something I wouldn't mind uh, checking out. I would love to read this. I think reading it would definitely solidify a little easier everyone's names. Yes. That was the one thing in the middle and near the end when they're talking really fast. And it's like, wait, who are these people that they're right. talking about? But you just you just let it continue. And yeah. it eventually you're like, oh, yeah, that person. OK. And I'll be I'll be the first to admit, you know, sometimes I miss things as we're as we're watching stuff because it's it's not the easiest, but I am still a little confused and we can just kind of, I guess I'll ask you and maybe you're having the same question, but by the end, the loop happens where the whale is gone on the beach. Therefore there is no shadows. Uh, therefore a lot of people aren't dead and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So when he gets to the Island, they're still very much, uh, you know, attached and, acting like they grew up with him and all that stuff. But theoretically it was the shadows that killed Shinpei's uh, parents. parents. So should he still be that connected with them? I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you brought that up because he was only so close to them because he was living with them. Yes, Granted, it's a small Island and they could still maybe through fate have been this close because I mean, it, it it's is, a small island. And I can't remember how many people, they said it twice, unfortunately, in the beginning and the end when he's doing the last day, how many people actually live on the island? Yeah, I want to say it was um, like 700. Yeah. So I feel like it is a situation where everyone's going to know everyone. I was a little disappointed that we didn't see Shinpei's parents. I was that, hoping to, yeah. They showed everyone else. Granted, they showed everyone that had either died or helped in the progression of the story. We saw the teacher. We saw the kids. Um, you know, we saw the wife of um, Nezu, right? Yeah, yeah Nezu. That's right. Um, who was a shadow, and he eventually killed her um, in one of the loops of the of the show. So it would have been nice just to kind of put a little bow on it to see Shinpei's parents at some point, because that is just a 
Yeah, we were hoping for it, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah. Was good enough to see, obviously, to the brother. Why am I? Ryunosuke. Ryunosuke. Him having the wife and then them naming their daughter. How on the nose. But it was also just very much uh, a joy to see that everyone had that little figment of, oh, I had a dream and I had a dream. So while it was kind of like the final loop is this weird, like no one's to remember anything and blah, 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 blah. It was cool seeing that. The ending scene, obviously, with our, our two leads, Ushio and Shinpei on the beach and just having a little bit of an embrace because they both are coming to terms with, they kind of both are like, uh, uh, yeah, I remember you, you were supposed to give me Takayaki from when we were in that abandoned thing. And it's like, okay, so they remember a little bit more, which is awesome. Yeah. Which I just want to touch on that abandoned clinic that yeah, they go into. Absolutely. That was the creepiest part of the whole show. Absolutely. Uh, because you got that creepy deity statue. And, yeah, that thing was a little weird. And then they're reading the journals and they're starting to uncover and then they find the key. And then they find eventually the underground grotto at that point, I believe. Yeah. Um, that was like goosebump uh, central Absolutely. for the, the show. Yeah. Couldn't um, agree more. So another, you brought up your plot point. My plot point was. Sure. When Hammer Mommy eventually. <laughs> so when she, when, uh, when Hizuru, when is, is younger. And she's going to see Hine in okay. the the old clinic. She's not evil at that point. Um, I mean, back in time, this is so confusing because we get okay. a lot of time jumps. Sure. But because we know that um, Shied, Shide, was reborn, would live, reborn again, live, constantly like pushing his yes. consciousness ahead. And Hine obviously was evil at some point, but then she's fine when his, maybe it's just something that I missed when they were going through something, but I didn't understand the small amount of time that Hizuru was befriending her. And then she just turns and kills Rinosuke. And then she's who she is from that point on. Well, yeah, it evil. said that the guilt split her personalities or whatever. Oh, that's right. And that's yeah. why the eyeball flew out. Yeah. I just didn't, I just didn't understand and they didn't really touch on it was why the passive personality was. Just chilling. Yeah. Just doing its own thing somewhere and else. Where, and I guess my biggest question is where was Shide in all of that? He was obviously alive and around as the temple priest. Yeah. But why wasn't, why was Hine at the clinic and not with, she did. I was, I, I was don't know. Not he under, was, who knows? They may have locked her up somewhere. He, he was wheeling and dealing. He had her under the thumb. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But that was just one thing that kind of didn't make sense to sure, me when we were watching it. Sure. I'm sure there was others, but um, that was just one that I remember in retrospect from the end of the show. Yeah. I just loved how just the, the progression of things being shown in the show were just. <laughs> I, I don't know, like even just the weird things you'd learn and then it was just instantly natural after that. The weird sound of a camera flash and then you find out, oh, that's oh, like that's just the them copying or whatever. And uh -huh. you're like, yeah, of course, that's what's going on. Yep. Uh, a couple of the other creepy moments was when his sister, well, not sister, sorry. Oh, 
when Mio is just standing outside the front door, like that's your first. Oh, yes. You, you know, that's when you first learn that like they copy and then they find and kill. And it's like, ooh. And the vibe from the first couple episodes into the show when it starts, it, it definitely turns more into an action thing. It's kind of, it's less on the trying to be creepy more into the, it doesn't matter. Let's do that. They kind of lean on the only creepiness happening in the end bit is just the weirdness of the shadows that are like incomplete and they look like babies. And at one point, one of the babies is uh, in the form of a pacifier and Mm -hmm. then Shinpei throws it in the air and then poor Kishigata (laughs) is in the thing with butthole. (laughs) Pretty odd scene, but it was a very funny one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, it's, it's a joy to watch. I'd be hard pressed to say that people will hate the show. Mm-hmm. You may just be like, oh yeah, it, it fizzled for me, but I think there's at least a part in this show for everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a part that got both of us was pretty early on. It was at least within the first five or seven episodes. Talk but- to me. Um, I believe Shunpei, he's obviously looped already a couple times and Mio. So things have changed a little bit. Shadow Mio is not outside (gasps) and he walks into the kitchen and Mio is standing there with the knife and she's got this crazed look in her eyes and we're like, oh shit, she's been in the house. Mio's already dead. His loop is already over. He's got to go back. And then she's just normal Mio cutting onions and we're like yes. oh my gosh don't do that yeah to they me. got us good on that one which is fun <laughs> um i think other than that there was nothing that was really like oh shit um i mean i'm sure there there was but that was probably the biggest one because it's so early he's trying to figure stuff out yeah. and you think he's putting it together and then he still did but then you're realizing that not every timeline is exactly the same yeah absolutely which is really fun yeah, that is what spinned it up a bit. And while it changes in Tokyo Revengers, again, it's still just our main character who is having to kind of figure out that the the main baddie having access. Well, no, she's not the main baddie. Chine is, but uh, one of the antagonists having that little bit of finger on the pulse type stuff just made it to where then you start worrying when he's going to jump. It's like, great, now what's changing? And the introduction of that by having Hammer Mommy flying out of the window. Yes. That was kind of the first oh shit moment when forearms, we didn't know that it was Sheena at the time when forearms came out. You're like, wait, what? Yep. What's going on? Yep. And that's the good feeling that was definitely nailed down for this show. Mm-hmm. Seems to be pretty effective in the way of uh, once the end of the series with the 139th and final chapter in February of 2021, they did announce certain things. There was the announcement of the anime, which we got, obviously. There was also a, and I don't, I haven't checked to see if these actually happened, but there was an announcement for a live action. Oh, no. Uh, Ah, The shadows, and then, I don't know, that's going to be on the VFX studio. That's (laughs) going to end up being brutal. I guess there is a real escape room uh, announcement for a themed escape room to this, which oh. could be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And using oh, quote unquote time loops, maybe you put in a little rule like that. Uh, I'm assuming it's Japanese only, uh, but a visual novel video game came out called Summertime Rendering Another Horizon, which retells the events of the anime, but also follows six original stories with an original ending in it. 
So in addition to the characters in the series, the game also features an original character designed by the author uh, Yasuki Tanaka. So kind of cool. Yeah. And the cast members from the anime reprise the role in the game. So you're going to get the same voice actors into that. Get some chatter, baby. Right. It was released on PS4 and Nintendo Switch in Japan January 26th of this past year. A limited edition of the game included an official guidebook and an original soundtrack CD. Will we ever get in uh, English? <laughs> no, probably not. But I uh, wish we did because that'd be fun. Eh. Yeah. It's okay. I'll have to loop back and try and get that pushed uh, in a different time loop. Um, something that I wasn't expecting was to hate a character equally as much at first it kind of changes a little bit but uh hate a character as much as shide and hine uh as so dr hishigata when you find out that he is in on the (sighs) shadow stuff yep and what a dirtbag dad when he's you know the wife is already a shadow because she was sick so made her into a shadow. Um, he was also going to be made into a shadow to go to this like forever land that Hine was wanting to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he finds out he is immune to the shadow sickness because he can't be cloned. Yeah. And then he's like, there's nothing for like, why did I do this? If I'm not able to be with you, there's nothing to live for. And the shadow wife is like, don't say that shit in front of your kids. And it's like, damn. <laughs> when the shadow's got more personality than you. Yikes. But um, I could not believe like that whole episode when they confront the, the doctor and he's not going to talk until he finally finds out that he's not. And then shooting his daughter, which ends up being Shadow Mio, which was clutch. That was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes to shoot her and then he finds out afterwards, uh, you know, that he's not going to be able to be cloned into a shadow. Um, yeah, that I, I hated him. I <laughs> just kill this guy. He's useless. <laughs> Tokiko knows everything. Just just go with her. But yeah. he ends up being kind of clutch later on with showing him the pictures and telling him about Shide and some other lore happening in the story, which was really interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, it's not rated nearly as high, obviously. Most spinoffs aren't, but there was actually a spinoff. Uh, in the form of a one-volume manga in uh, April of 2022, where it's called Summertime Rendering 2026, The Room That Dreams of Murder. Oh. Uh, the novelist, Ryanosuke uh, Nagumo, is apartment hunting with her niece, who in this case is uh, Hane. Okay. Hey, what is her? Hine. Hine. Uh, who's been accepted to Tokyo University. They happen upon a large apartment for cheap, except it's haunted. <sighs> a suspenseful spinoff set in the future of summertime rendering. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, you brought it up earlier, and I don't want to forget about it again. Okay. But I was going to bring it up more topically when you brought it up. But I love at the end. Sorry. I love when a show yeah. says the title. 
in the show. <laughs> yeah. So I love that Hizuru is writing during the festival in the last episode, her new story, and it's called Summertime Rendering. It's like, I love, love it. it. That's like in, in normal movies and anime, if they say the title of the show, Q it's pointing at the screen and going, ha. Gotcha. That's it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I liked the furious writing at the end there. That was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, crazed Hizuru. We don't see that. We get very stoic Hizuru in the show, and that was kind of refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's so much more we could talk about. Um, this was like a fever dream for me. I <laughs> I loved it. I Right when we finished watching the show, I said... I want to rewatch this pretty soon. Like, I think this show warrants a second rewatch pretty soon after finishing. So you can get all of those little puzzle pieces that you may have missed the first time. Sure. And it might be an interesting with these time traveling shows. You might actually pick up on things early. Like by doing the rewatch, the beginning has a different feeling because you have the knowledge and so on and so forth. And you can see certain things and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Huh. I could agree. Yeah. Uh, will we? Probably not. <laughs> no, we can't. You can't even get us to watch anime anymore, yeah. let alone do a rewatch of anime. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And the question here is, do we agree on the ending of this show being sufficient, good or bad? Where are you at with it? Um, in retrospect, I like that Shinpei and Ushio get to be together. It was not the ending I was expecting. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't understand how Ushio still had the power to control the loop and where Shinpei could end, which was still on the ferry, um, before everything happened. I thought he would come back in the grotto. Well, I guess there wouldn't be a grotto at that yeah. point, but I thought it would be at the end of the loop. All of his friends are still alive, but just Ushio would be gone. And obviously all the other shadows. Um, which would be sad and heartbreaking because unrequited love. She didn't say goodbye to him when he left to Tokyo. He never came back for two years. Sure. But that's kind of like where I thought it was going. And I thought it was going to be somewhat cathartic. So the fact that we got that somewhat happy, well, no, happy ending. Yeah, it was happy. Um, which I didn't think we were going to get there for I, sure along with that. But they were establishing that she was a special case. I guess that's out. true. So she was the pivotal point in this. There would not have been a resolution without this weird anomaly that happened within the shadows. So I think it was within her means to be able to do what she did. But yeah, it could also be seen as a cop out. Just one more time of just the excuse of seeing Hammer Mommy's boobs being used <laughs> as a cushion. I don't know. I agree. I think it was a good ending. It's not the one that I maybe halfway through would have expected to happen, but Kind of by the time you get to episode 24, I think you're as exhausted as the main character just from sitting there <laughs> watching it, you know. So it was kind of a good uh, where are they now type of thing. And just all of that effort being done by these characters. Shinpei being an absolute punching bag by the end of the show. Arm cut off, all this stuff. Like, is he dead? What is going on here? Uh, just just overall, I think a good wrap up. And for me, gets the seal of approval of a pretty darn good ending. I think it, it works. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up at any point in the show. And this will be the last point. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I dig ponytail Shinpei or man bun. 
low man bun I'll tell you what, he handles it. Yeah. Now, when he has his hair out of the man bun, when he's actually taking the one bit of sleep in the show, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like his hair like lanky like that. I like it in the bun. Bingo. I've never seen it done better. That's it. We did get to see two other classics. One, tan anime girls, obviously (laughs) Mio, and blue and white striped panties, another (laughs) Mio classic. So we were handed some tropey stuff. Yep. But, you know, not not overdone, obviously. So Mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah, no, good show. And uh, stoked to hear what you guys think about it. Yeah. So let us know in the Discord. And we'll be good to go. Now, uh, if you've made it to this point, my guess, you must be a great friend of the show. And we appreciate the support every single uh, episode, which is two times a week, remember. But if you've made it to this point, you already know that because I don't think any of the new people made it here. And if you are the new person that made it here, get your ass in the Discord, all right? I'm not even asking at this point. Come be friends. I can't believe I got to force you to be our friend. Anyways, it's besides the point, getting heated over here. Uh, Not really. Take it easy. Uh, We are massive fans of you, and we hope that you're somewhat fans of us. I think that this week is going to be a great week. The weather should hopefully start turning around. I was happy about the rain that we did get because it was, you know, I overseeded the front lawn, and so we kind of needed it so I didn't have to keep watering the lawn. So big fan of that. If that bored you to death, sorry about that. Uh, Let's handle this week like we handle our uh, animes. Let's just chug on through, get to the other side of it, and hopefully have another weekend uh, that is uh, worthy of uh, being being called a weekend. Sometimes you blink and they're gone. But anyways, that being said, do I say that enough? That being said, that being said, and that being said, (laughs) uh, (laughs) we appreciate you. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So, Danielle, if you could go ahead and... uh, Send them back and that'd be great. Bye, guys.